your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. What's up, guys? Today's conversation is a little bit different. I sit down with Chad House for the second time. First time, we talked a lot about being alpha and building muscle and you know building an epic life. And what Chad found after doing this over and over and over again with hundreds of clients and following up with these guys and figuring out what parts of his programs were, were producing the easiest results and which ones weren't necessarily getting his clients to where they wanted to be, he found one thing that was holding most people back. And it actually had nothing to do with the strategies that he was putting in his programs. Had to do with what was going on between our ears and a lack of discipline. Not necessarily a lack of talent, but a lack of implementation. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about the differences between following our emotional desire for instant gratification and how that can get in the way of long-term happiness and sometimes delaying gratification, not eating the marshmallow, and positioning ourselves to really create the life that we want long-term. So it's a pretty awesome episode. If any of you guys feel like you have a lot of knowledge, but maybe don't have the results to reflect all of the knowledge that you've obtained, there's going to be a lot in this episode for you. And um, I think you guys are really going to like it. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Chad Howes. Hey, everyone. I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks, and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. Chad House, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for having me again and again. And again, we're on uh, we're on take three here as our uh, Ethernet. Both of us plugged directly in has cut out and froze twice. First it was Chad's face, then it was my face. Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> well, buddy, we're here. We're not talking about manliness today. We're not talking about uh, lifting weights or, or getting stronger, or building muscle. We're talking about something different. Yeah. Discipline. Tell me Discipl- about discipline. <laughs> so discipline. Uh, I think he, like, so it all came about uh, the lost art of discipline and that focus all came about because of some uh, looking at my own life and how successes came and how failures, what resulted in failure uh, in the bad kind, not the kind you learn from. Cause you can be, very effective and still fail, but you learn from it and move on. But the, the, the lack of uh, optimal performance. Um, and then hearing from a hearing a lot of feedback from the guys who buy the products and the programs and seeing uh, what they're frustrated with and, and seeing the commonality between all of them, uh, which is a lack of discipline in some form or another, whether that's a lack of discipline in what they're pursuing, they lack clarity, they're, they're trying to jump around from thing to thing and they don't stay the course, mm-hmm. uh, lack of discipline in habits, which is a big one, it's very literal, like you lack discipline because you're always checking the internet or whatever, or 
lack of discipline in diet, lack of discipline in, in what thoughts they attach themselves to. So it's, it's on so many levels, this, this discipline. And I call it a lost art because uh, we have so many more opportunities to be distracted today that uh, discipline is, also, is almost like the toughest option to take but it's also the most necessary one if we want to achieve anything. So rather than focusing on, on um, I've done a lot of diet stuff, done a lot of training stuff. I don't want to beat a dead horse. And so I wanted to look at the underlying reasons for why guys aren't accomplishing things. Yeah. Girls, girls, girl, girls can obviously focus on the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this isn't, this isn't just us guys. So no. you, you basically, you put out products where you knew what you were teaching was effective and would get people to that next level if implemented and yeah. then it wasn't happening. And you're like, why? So you're yeah. trying to figure out thinking like, is something need to be changed in the program? Da, 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 da. And then you realize, no, it's, it's our fucking beliefs. It's, yeah. the, it's the fact that we don't think we can do it. Yeah. So like a lot of people, myself included in the past, and it's something I'm working on today. So uh, I, I think we all have this where we don't think we're worthy of what we're really aiming for. Uh, and I don't think something mediocre is worth aiming for. I don't think we get excited about it. I don't think we're, it's going to make us driven. I don't think it's going to keep us uh, motivated day after day. So we, we set these high goals and we set these goals for ourselves, but deep down, a lot of us don't feel that we can actually accomplish them. And, uh, I talk about the, there's three of them. I'm so deep into writing this thing that I think I forget the third, but so one is, uh, what, like one is we, we think there's this thing called talent and I've got a bunch of books. One is bounce. One's the talent code. Uh, mastery is another one that kind of delves into it by Robert Greene. Um, there's a bunch of books. Oh, here's another one. Uh, talent is never enough. So we go into these, uh, I think there's five or six of them that I, I, I talk about that dispel the myth that talent is the, the thing that's going to get you what you want. And it even dispels it from uh, an athletic standpoint. So with athletes, we think it's almost always talent that gets them to where they want to be, but that's rarely the case. For one, like maybe jumping high is a skill that could help, but you get a guy like Steve Nash, who's in a sport where your vertical leap is like one of the most important things you could possibly have. And he doesn't have a big vertical. I don't even know if he can dunk, and he's one of the greatest NBA players of all time. So we look at talent and we dispel talent. Talent isn't it, not having talent is not a good excuse to not try, but people use it as an excuse not to give maximal effort all the time and then we go into uh, uh the birth lottery so a lot of people think that, that making money and getting being successful is a matter of being born into that uh atmosphere and example after example whether you look at stats forbes had two articles that came out one said 70 percent of uh, uh, millionaires are, are self-made. It was millionaires or billionaires. I think it's billionaires are self-made. Another article looked at it from a more ruthless standpoint. Okay, did these guys actually start everything on their own? And that was 40%. So that's a matter of perspective. So you can look at billionaires and be like, okay, they had a helping hand along the way and everyone has a helping hand. But the reality is these guys aren't, uh, they're not self-made. And people that are, they are self-made. And people that, that inherit their wealth are far more likely to lose it in their lifetime than people that earn it themselves. So even if you're born into this wealth, 
odds are statistically that you're going to waste it all away. So it's another crutch that people fall back on. I'm not born into money. I'm not born into this atmosphere where people know about money, this, that, and everything else. But the facts are, it's not true. Like more people are self-made. And even if one person self-made, you can attach your belief onto that one person as proof. So we look at these different things that prevent people from even aiming to develop the discipline they need to achieve their goal. And we try to tackle those reasons. So would, would genetics be considered in like the talent slash ability category, or would it be in this birth lottery category? Cause the birth lottery, you're almost saying like nepotism or, you know, you, you have parents that silver spoon syndrome. Yeah. So, so when, when someone's like, Oh, I got bad genes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? what, so what, like, what category does that fit into? So that would, that probably be both like I use I use I use them to dispel different myths I use talent to dispel the athleticism myth Mm -hmm. like you have to be athletic you have to be a certain way and then I use the the uh, birth lottery to dispel this uh the nepotism myth like that Mm -hmm. you have to go into wealth and so one good book is the talent code so he looks at it from a bylaw have you read the book I have it on audiobook in my jeep like actually on a compact compact disc yeah but I haven't got into it yet so he just looks at it from a, everyone looks at it from a different angle. One in balance, he looks at talent from a balance here. He mm-hmm. looks at talent from a, a, like an athletic standpoint. He's a world-class table tennis player. So the, the English table uh-huh. tennis team, they, they did a, a reaction time test, right? Mm-hmm. So the best, one of the best table tennis players in the world had the lowest reaction time of the team. In fact, it was like, below average for an adult or something like that. And he's known for his, his lightning quick reflexes. It didn't make any sense. They retested him, same result. So it turns out that he, he'd anticipate the move before the person had finished the shot. Right. So it was learned. His reaction time was learned. And so that's how, um, what's his name? Matthew Syed. He talks about talent. Yeah. It's learned. And then in the talent code, he talks about talent as in myelin. Now, I'm not going to get into like, you probably know more about this than me, but it's, it, it's what wraps around. It, it's, it's how you learn biologically, right? Mm-hmm. He looked at, so the most famous example is uh, Florence in the, uh, during the Renaissance. It produced like Michelangelo, Da Vinci, Donatello, all these right. like world-renowned artists Mm-hmm. And so you look at, was it talent or was it how they learned? It turned out that they had a similar teacher. They had a similar process to learning. They'd looked at the, the skeletal structure of everything rather than just painting the surface. So it was more about learning in a single environment than it was about this explosion of talent. He looked at Brazilian soccer players from the same similar neighborhood. He looked at Russian tennis stars, female Russian tennis stars from like that hail from the same broken down dirt poor tennis school in Russia. So he looked at the biological process of learning and then we have all have access to it. We just have to learn in a different way sometimes. And a lot of that comes from discipline, both pushing yourself. uh, So you exceed your grasp and then being very focused on one thing at a time. So you get into that deep work. So for someone who struggles with discipline, they weren't born into a wealthy family and uh, or even an area where there's like a whole bunch of, of other people that they could mastermind with. 
Yeah. Um, how do they take their discipline to a higher level? What do they have well, control over? Yeah. So there's a, a lot of different things that they should look at. One is stoicism, understanding what you can control and what you can't. If you're constantly focusing on what you can't control, you're going to be a loser for your entire life. You're going to be depressed. You're not going to accomplish anything. And a lot of people look at what they can't control. They, they look at the fact of where they're born. Uh, um, you know what the weather is. They get down because of the weather outside or whatever. So you got to focus on what you can control. What you can control is what you think, what you attach your thoughts to and the structure of your day and your habits. So for one, you gotta, you gotta really focus on, on how you set goals and you set goals in the right way. One thing I've found very helpful is not thinking about anything beyond a 12 week period. So I'll take my yearly goals and drill them down into a 12 week year, which is another good book. Um, and that 12 week year allows you to place more importance on your daily habits. When something is set out a year in advance, like a yearly goal, a yearly resolution, you can push things off till tomorrow. But when something is a 12, has a 12 week life lifeline or lifespan, what you do every day becomes very important. You know what I mean? And what you accomplish in a week becomes very important. And what you accomplish in a month becomes very important. So, this is what a lot of I'm seeing a lot of people do now is they'll, they'll break things down into like these 90 day goal sprints and take like, take your big goals for the year that may be overwhelming or so far off that you can't really prioritize them. And you break them down into 90 day chunks, 12 week chunks, as you say. And then you kind of like just chip away at it in, in, in four different 90 day sprints. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even <clears throat> chip away it in four 90 day sprints. I don't use the 90 day sprint method. I use like the 90 days as my year. Like, so you're not chipping away at anything. You're trying to accomplish this thing in 90 days. Oh, you're trying to do a year's worth of work in 90 days. Yeah. You're so saying, I don't want to do this year. Okay. Do it no. in 90 days. <laughs> so Peter Thiel said something. He's like, no matter Peter Thiel, I think that he's the one of the original investors in Facebook. PayPal. PayPal. Yeah. 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 So, uh, he said, whatever you want to accomplish, it can be done in six months. It doesn't matter what it is. Like you can pretty much accomplish anything in six months. So then with, he's talking on like a pretty crazy scope of, of what he's aiming at. So I'm figure like with what I'm aiming at, you can pretty much accomplish a pretty big goal within, uh, 90 days. Yeah, man. It's a lot like there are guys that want to, they'll be like, okay, I want to have moon travel trips to the moon available to consumers in the next two years. You're like, what you want to build rockets that can fly back and forth and give people vacations to the moon. And you want to do all of that in two years. And I'm like, I'm thinking too small. hundred percent. I just saw one thing where they're trying to make a flight from uh, San Diego or San Francisco to Tokyo in uh, four hours. And to do that, they'd have to, I think the speed of the jet would have to be 1500 miles per hour. And right now it's about 400 or something. Ah. And they're trying to do this, I think in two years, I think. So they're the amount of like the goals people are trying to trying to achieve in a, a small span compared to what most of us are trying to do. Well, we're, we're trying to do some big things. I know like 
don't, we can't diminish what we're trying to do, but if nothing I'm doing is even in the same continent as those goals. <laughs> oh, so why, what, the, what the hell, why can't we do 90 days? I, I spent, I spent a, a year working on a book and then I said, screw that. Let's do, let's, let's get this done in, in, uh, uh, uh six weeks and it's uh, like going to be good to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So like you go in, when I'm working with Russell, he'll be like, all right, we're building the book funnel, shoot these videos. He goes, we're going to need some upsells. And I'm like, all right. So I'm thinking like, wow, it took me a few months to write the book. These upsells are probably going to take a while too. And, uh, he's like, yeah, put together a course on, um, rapid fat loss. He's like all your best weight loss stuff, put it in a course. I'm like, cool. So I'm getting ready to start like mapping out this course. And I'm thinking like eight modules and, uh, you know, we'll film it over a couple of weeks and, you know, get, get it together and then we'll have the upsell. And he's like, and, uh, you guys are going to going to start filming that in like 45 minutes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I wasn't like, even expecting that timeline. Yeah. So I'm like frantically writing down this whole thing and like, and I put it together and I'm like, okay, I think I got it. And then we pull out the camera and we shot eight modules, but it was a day in my head. I'd right off the bat, just pre-frame. This is going to take a really long time. It's going to take six weeks. And then, and then it's like, well, shit, if you say that, then your work is going to expand into the time allotted for its completion. Mm-hmm. No, but we're also was like, start shooting in 45 minutes. And I'm like, you make it happen. And it's yeah. the same end result, pretty much yeah. like the same course. And that's why I'm like, yeah, I could get so much more done if I just had higher expectations for how quickly it could, it could be completed. Like, like Russell and like, I'm sure you do. Yeah. And like, it, it makes you more driven too. Like, uh, I did a video today about, uh, two things you need to be driven. One is, uh, audacity. You need to set big goals and yeah. they need to be urgent as shit. Like if they're not urgent, you're going to f- be able to focus on four or five different things at the same time. If it's urgent, you, like you just, you, if you have 45 minutes to bang out the, the mapping for a, a, a product, that's the only thing you can focus on. Yeah. Like it's a way, but it's, it's forced discipline. I think there's also that, like, there's some stakes on the line. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, know, like him holding you accountable. What are you going to do? Like, uh, yeah, you think like if someone, if someone walked up to me right now and put a gun to my head and was like, write a fucking amazing book in the next two hours, or you're getting your brain blown out. Like I'd be like, and I bet what I would put out would be pretty good because I literally have a gun to my head and like, you're, my brain's probably dumping acetylcholine and all these like, like adrenaline and hormones to turn everything on. You're like, okay, let's do it. Where yeah. if, I, if I was like, oh, I want to write an awesome book in a week or, you know, a year, whatever timeline, I'll sit down and write some little one day and then, you know, do 20 other projects and then write a little more the next day, you know? Yeah. And you try to make it perfect. And but if you go too long too, especially with something like writing, your opinions change over time. Yeah. So whatever you had at the beginning is going to be there. Like you're going to read that. Like what the hell was I thinking? So you do that. And then the process goes on and then you read back. What the fuck was I thinking then? I found that with this, with this project I'm working on. Like, so I just stick into the guns of what I had originally, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of funny. So other ways to, to develop discipline, how do we get over this, this, I, this, I can't do it. You know, this low probability success chance where people think that 
maybe because we're watching other people's highlight reel on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, we think everybody's got some advantages or abilities that we don't have. And that lets us off the hook. Yeah. Kind of knowing that, how do I turn it up? How do I hold myself to a higher standard? I think you got to read, for one, you got to read history. If you look at pretty much any historical figure worth reading about, they've overcome some, like I, ah, man, there's a quote. I think the quote goes, I think it's Theodore Roosevelt's quote. Maybe not, but I think it is. It's like, so uh, I've never read about a success story or something like that of someone that hasn't overcome incredible obstacles. Like whatever you think your obstacle is, even if you think your obstacles that you're just normal, people have uh, overcome a lot more and you need to read the proof that that's how it is. You have to understand that that's reality. That's truth. What you think truth is that you think you're just normal because you've been bred around normal people and mediocre people. And that's the way it is. That's complete nonsense because within every, every income level, every like, like family size, every whatever, every demographic, there's a success story. So you have to see that the, the truth is that you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. But then I think you got to prove it to yourself. I don't know for you, like when you had your first win in business, that probably changed how you saw everything, right? Yeah. But it, it, <laughs> I think like what I, what I consider to win, I prop, like I've, I've always had an issue with celebrating the small wins. You know, I set goals and like, I've got a product and I want to do, you know, uh, I remember with like my first product, I was like, I want this doing $10,000 a month, you know? And I was thinking that before I put out the product, then I put out the product. It was this old, this, this book called the health blueprint and we're selling stuff online, but nowhere near that. It's like, you know, it's like a couple hundred bucks, not 10,000 bucks. So some people may have been like, holy shit, I created my first digital product, put it online, built a website and people are buying it. This is amazing. But my personality is like, what the fuck? I wanted to do 10,000 a month and I'm doing like 200. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, and and then, so my brain starts thinking, oh, there's nothing's ever good enough. You know what I mean? You never really let me celebrate when we do cool stuff. That's instant gratification too. Like that 10,000 can happen. It's just not going to happen day one or whatever day two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I I have never achieved a yearly goal. (laughs) I've never achieved one. Yeah. In my life. I've never been like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And I've done it. Cause my year, like when I do yearly goals, even these 90 day goals, they're, they're massive. Right. So I've never, I've never achieved a yearly goal. But that being said, I remember. Do you, do you then achieve them after? Yeah, I've come back and, and, and gotten, they're still f- so massive. I've gotten close to them. It, th- there's process goals and there's, there's, there's revenue goals and income goals. I've done the process goals. Yeah. Those are the ones that, that end up leading to the revenue. So I, I've done, uh, I remember like I always wanted to make six figures online and whatever. And I remember doing that, like reaching that, obst- that, that goal like years ago and not really, not really, um, understanding it right not really because by then the goal had changed yeah but looking you're just, back, you're just expanding like what you believe is possible yeah exactly so you have to whatever like you like you have to keep journals you have to and you have to go back three four years to see what your mindset was back then Dude, yes and i've got journals from like eight nine years ago and every now and then i'll open a page and it'll be like i want to i want to 
buy an apartment or something. And I'm living in a house with a backyard and a dog and whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, now I want a freaking hundred acres and like a mansion, like a an island. Yeah. I want like something where I can like, be a happy till I've got an back. island, <laughs> you know, yeah. but at one point my goal was less than what I have now. Yeah. You just gotta be like, I'm the same as you, man. I've never like, as far as revenue goals and size of the business and the company and all that stuff, I've never achieved a, a goal within that year, but you gotta look back four or five years to see what the goal was then. You know what I mean? Cause you've since achieved that 10, 10 grand a month goal. Yeah. It's just for a different product. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and now we're, I mean, now we're doing much, much beyond that. You know, we're talking revenue and stuff. Not, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a difference. <laughs> a lot of people will be yeah. like, I've made a million dollars online. You lost money. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent two. <laughs> yeah. I spent two. <laughs> Wait a minute. It doesn't say that your money online course. Yeah. yeah, And, and, and now, but like since done much, much beyond that, but like you said, I think that my beliefs of what's possible expand faster than my ability to bring that into physical reality. I'm the same. And it's, it's almost like there is constantly a gap. Yeah. I wonder if that's not good. I mean, what yeah, it has to be good because that's growth though. That's my Ellen. That's like your reach has to exceed your grasp consistently or else you're not going to, you're not going to grow at the rate you want to grow at. So for guys like you and me though, where what we want, where what we want and believe is possible and where we're at in our physical reality, if there's always that gap, when are we doing the opposite of like, Zen Buddhism, where you want what you have and you're just super content with the status quo. Like you've got goals, but you're also, you love everything you have and, and where you're at in life is perfect right now. So That's did, what I sometimes struggle with. Yeah, so do I. And I, I've, so I did two things. One, I did like business is detached from personal life, like as far as goals. I got to, I got to detach those two things because my business goals and with what I want to achieve with business there, I don't think I'm ever going to be at a place where it's just like, I've achieved everything I want to in business. Ah. Maybe when I'm 50 and the the focus begins, it starts to turn to I'm giving back. That's when like your goals are, how much can I give back? How much can I teach? How much can I I like that, man? I, I think separating them is important and I'd never thought about it. The, the other thing that is really helpful, you know, everyone sets their perfect day. They create yeah. their perfect day. And it's always dependent on something. Like my perfect day was always I want to wake up next to my lady, like go downstairs, pour a cup of coffee in this ten thousand uh, dollar espresso machine, like go outside. <laughs> Made of gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like get on a horse on my first work break, like ride around my property, like shoot something, like whatever. Like it's always insane, right? So then, uh, and this, this is, is your, you realize this is your video for your product. Like you did, you did film your perfect day. Yeah, exactly. And then barbering, and multi. Yeah. 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 Riding a stallion bareback. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. But then, so what I did was I changed my perfect day from that to what my perfect day with what I have now. You know what I mean? Ah. And so that switched. Like I can have my perfect day so often. I walk my dog. It's not on a horse, but he's like 
half the size of one. And then I can like, <laughs> I can have, yeah, I can have my purposeful work day. I can see the, the sweetheart later on. I can go to the gym, get a great work day done. It, most of all, it's focused around like, um, accomplishment in the run of a day and not getting distracted by the, the sea of bullshit that we get distracted. And so I change my, I have my perfect day in the future, but I have my perfect day that if I could live it right now, and then I, I, I judge myself based on that. So I can accomplish that. And it's based on not earnings, but, uh, accomplishment. So doing 3000 words in a book or 5,000, whatever. And so that, that measuring myself by that, uh, has, it's, it's not something that you can just do without, without trying. You have to try, you have to stay disciplined, but at the end of the day, the sense of accomplishment is awesome. I think that's a good solution because me having business and personal and everything just intermixed. Yeah, am I a success? Am I a failure? Am I somewhere in between the two? It's, yeah. it's all like, I haven't been like, okay, this is pretty much my perfect life right now. I, I, I have the money to do the things I want to do. Yeah. I'm in a, in a nice home. I, I eat, I know that I'm going to, you know, where my next meal's coming from. Yeah. Appreciate the heck out of that and strategize your day in a way where it's structured so that you can, you can get to the goals in your business. But that line may always be moving. Those expectations may always be ahead of what you actually hit. But if, if you're celebrating your personal life, you don't need that business part. hundred percent. And, and if you, if you tie in like things into your personal life too much, you're, you're going to remove the, the possibility for satisfaction and happiness and everything like that. Like if my, if my, uh, my end goal in personal life is I need to have a hundred or a thousand acres and I need to have like this massive whatever, that's going to like, that's my goal. Now what happens when I get to that point, that's going to change as well. It's going to be, okay, now I have to have two of these or I have to have a plane or I have Dude, to have this Yes. So the lifestyle goals, they have to be focused on the things that actually matter business. They can be focused on, on both process stuff being effective, but then revenue numbers, whatever you want to do. But for me, business, I need that revenue goal because it's a barometer of how good you are, what you do. Mm-hmm. But I also need that accomplishment goal. I need that book in six weeks goal. I need that article a day goal. I need that video, awesome video a week goal. Um, and those for the revenue end up being mo- more important than the actual revenue goal. If I'm focused on the revenue goal, I tend to like jump from thing to thing, trying to move the needle. But the biggest, uh, like moving the needle will be focusing on one thing more than ever- everything else. Mm-hmm. It's like... Bruce Lee talked about like he doesn't fear the man who's pract- who knows 10,000 kicks. He fears the man who knows one kick and has practiced it 10,000 times. Yeah, exactly. Henry Ford has another good quote. Like he, I think he was brought to court and they asked him, uh, they wanted to prove that he was dumb. Uh-huh. Some reporter or some whatever wanted to prove that he was dumb. I'm going to butcher this story. But he, uh, they asked him all these questions and he, he goes like, my son or my young, like young man, I have a button on my desk. I press a button and someone tells me to answer all that stuff. I don't need to be like breadth of knowledge is the most useless thing as far as getting what we want in life. Dude. So let's talk about that because 
one of the things you mentioned earlier when you were saying how discipline has just plummeted and it's this it's become this lost art is because of all these distractions mm-hmm. and part of that is all the information that's out there and accessible on these distractions right uh-huh. like if you want to if you decide that you want to like <laughs> you know put put get bigger biceps mm-hmm. you can research strategies for getting bigger biceps for days and still be learning new stuff. Yeah. But if you just, as soon as you decided you wanted bigger biceps, if you just went to the gym, picked up a heavy barbell and started doing curls, you know, mm-hmm. you would get better results than all that research. Yeah. Same with business. You'd probably know this, like uh, how to get that, that goal of, of, of size of business, man, the amount of different opinions there are uh, about how you should go about that. They're endless. Mm-hmm. And if you're like me, who has a low barrier between like thought and decision and act mm-hmm. like thought and action, I think something I, I do it. I have to have like people, I join masterminds not to like get new ideas, really just to be held in check almost. Yeah. Like, and you see other people like getting stuff done really, yeah. really fast. And you're like, I, I feel super inadequate right now. I got to step done, it up. I've done half of six things and, and not one of one thing. Yeah. I, so yeah, like it used to be, life used to be, life used to be, we had what we were going to do set out for us. We were born mm-hmm. into a farming family. We we're going to be farmers. We were born into a fighting family. We we're going to be fighters. We we're born into whatever. And so our thoughts would then uh, be just like, I, I don't think people really, they just do the work. And then the meaning came from family. The meaning came from about providing their family and whatever. It was more process oriented. Now it's like, it's we're more results oriented culture, but we're told like uh, infinite different ways how to achieve these results. Like I've got friends who have jumped into five, six different careers and they're they, every time you do it, you start at ground zero. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have you ever, have you read uh, Angela Duckworth's book grit? No, but I, I've read some of her stuff online or seen some of her interviews. Yeah. It's a good book. It just like it it, it looks at um, this this we have this this myth. I think that's one of the other myths I talked about in the book. I'm so into writing that thing that I forget. But one of the like we we feel we think we have to find the the right thing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We don't find the right thing. We create the right thing. So she looked at. I think one guy was a garbage man, and he his his goal is to become the best garbage man he could possibly become makes enough those, those guys make actually a decent living and uh he has the meaning purpose and happiness that people crave and they think they have to find find that thing uh, like have you ever traveled for an extended period uh yeah this this summer okay so i traveled for a few months to uh, i was in argentina in uruguay like a year ago two years ago and I'd meet, like, if you're always traveling, you meet people who are always traveling, obviously. Yeah. But most people who are always traveling are trying to find themselves. You know what I mean? Uh. What I've found is most of those people are always complaining about something because they're lost, right? Yeah. I, I was working at the same time. I'm just, like, loving life. I'm not trying to find anything. Just trying to, like, experience new shit and uh, see new places. But a lot of these people are trying to find themselves. If you're trying to find yourself, you're looking in the wrong place. Like you're looking uh, outside of yourself. Yeah. And you like this ideal career, this ideal life, it's something you create and you have to create it over time and you have to 
you have to find meaning in the work, not, not you have to create meaning in the work. There's, there's nuances in everything, whether you're in sales, whether you're in construction, whatever, there's nuances in everything that can really uh, pull you in and make you want to master that. What you're saying is really interesting. Like we don't find the right thing. We create the right thing. This is like, I'm thinking about, you know, finding the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. So many times we're looking for the right thing. Well, maybe you meet someone who you have a strong connection with, a strong attraction to, and you co-create one another into your dream spouse. I might get in trouble for this. I don't know if she'll watch it, but uh, (laughs) so I talked to my, I was dating this girl, still dating her. So I talked to my folks. I'm like, what do you, what's this like heart pounding love thing? And they're like, that's for kids. She's like, my parents are both like, you find someone who, whose values you respect, who you respect as a person. And you, 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 uh, you see as a valuable person. So I'm like, what about like puppy love? you like, Oh, infatuation, all that stuff. They're like, that's, that's for kids. That's how you get like divorced after a year. So I'm like, okay, awesome. Cause I had, I had this girl who I respected her values. I respected who she was as a person, but there wasn't that quick, like head over heels thing that you have with your like first girlfriend or whatever. Right. Yeah. And we're told you see in the movies. Yeah. We're told to expect this in the movies. It's all bullshit. You find someone that you align. you like you, you, but now I have that. Like, I'm like, whatever, head over heels for the girl. But it's something that you de- I developed over the period of a year, year and a half. So you almost went in logically and then developed the emotional part. Well, what's the foundation? You want your foundations to be ba- based on emotion or logic? You know what I mean? Emotions are, they're A, they're controllable. B, they're, they're fleeting. C, they're in- insanely unreliable. What are your thoughts on like most of our decisions are made based on emotion and then we justify it with yeah, logic? So if you looked at the subtitle of the book is to, uh, dare to, to dare to choose what you want most instead of what you want now. What you want most, what you want now is often an emotion. It's a desire. Yeah, it's, it's a, moment, a feeling. You know, like it can be, the spectrum's endless. Like it could be food, it could be TV, it can be like some cutie that caught your eye and you're like, okay, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, it can be like the, the, the yeah, I should, I'm not going to share this with a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. But like the, the desires can be like endless, but they're, they're what you want now. Then you think about what you want most. You want a solid, good life, good relationship with this woman. You want a, a business that thrives. You want, X amount of dollars in your bank account, financial freedom. You want growth as a man or as a person. So what you want most has to be up here. And then every decision you make has to align with what you want most. What you want now rarely does though. So you're basically, if I'm hearing you right, this instant gratification mindset where we're driven by emotions and we give into the emotions of each moment, or at least the desired emotions will compromise our ability to hit our, to achieve long-term happiness, long-term satisfaction and success. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't think people really think of it like that either. I know I haven't in the past, what I want now versus what I want most we're, we're trained in our society. We're trained that what we want, what we desire 
it on so many levels is who we are. So we have to trust these desires. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like I am my BMW. I'm my clothes you want. You're the the image you want to portray. You're the like, even relationships, like, I don't like Well, do you think about it? Like if you convince people that they could buy an emotion or like if they, if they buy something, it will make that, if they buy X, it will make them Y. It's like the, it's like the people who just want to pop a pill to lose weight, but they don't want to do the work. Like working on ourselves is fucking hard. That's hard shit, man. And it like, it doesn't end. You're never like, Ooh, got that, got that stuff figured out. You know what I mean? Like you're always working on something and and the people that want to go out and buy, you know, fancy luxury products because that they think that determines who they are on the inside. They're trying to get the result without doing the work work, you know, and and, and something like, yeah, money's kind of work, but we're talking direct hard shit, real work on yourself, your core. Yeah. Yeah, people don't, uh, they don't focus on their, co- on, on, on self-improvement like they think they, like they don't, they, they, they want entertainment more than they want knowledge. Yeah. They, they, they'd rather turn the TV on or, or escape their problems than really dig deep and figure them out. And, and that's an aspect of discipline as well. So someone, someone who's, you know, they're, they're buying this, where do they start? What's the process? Buying what? So like they're buying like, yeah, I've been, I've been giving in too much into instant gratification and I'm not following through on shit. I'm doing, you know, half of six things instead of actually completing one thing. How do they change that? What's the, what's the process? How do they go from awareness that they're fucking their long-term happiness with chasing, chasing rabbits short-term, but what do they do to fix it? I think you got to start with setting uh, fewer goals, having fewer tasks. Um, 100%. Um, the hell was I going to say? I think it was pretty good what I was going to say. I think fewer you got it. Pardon me? Fewer goals, fewer tasks. Yeah. So fewer goals, fewer tasks. Focus on one thing at a time. Uh, you also have to set rules for yourself. So you know yourself. You know what pulls you away, set rules that you abide by and then make, make it easy to accomplish those rules. Like I've got an, a thing that blocks internet for a time know. being or a thing that blocks all apps on the computer, except for the one you're on. What's you know? that? What's that called? I just got the one that takes out your Facebook newsfeed. I got that. <laughs> you got that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen my newsfeed in like a year or two. Me neither. It's great. I love it. Oh. Man, the amount of stress and bullshit on that thing, like, the, like, okay, we're so divided politically. So if you see someone else's political views and they they are so opposite of yours, it makes you angry, dude. It's how just how do you give yourself to those like visions and those articles? And it, I click them. I'm like, how the hell does someone think like this? Like, you know what I mean? The, the Facebook news feed is an emotional and energy black hole. Oh, it's insane. And then like responding to criticisms, like. Twitter's in like a, the biggest black hole. Like YouTube comments are probably the worst thing on the planet. Dude, they, they can be positive, but 
they like people are there's always gonna be some negative stuff in there like and people are cutthroat sometimes just and this is like not the people listening to this show this is like weird internet troll type folks where you're like you know they've got a a a picture of like a glitter unicorn as their profile picture and they're on there and they're like anthony I, i must say i saw you 15 pounds ago and you looked much healthier than you do in this video. Start eating some cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you're yeah. like, who is this person? That's, like, <laughs> I've never commented on a YouTube video on. in my life, ever, yeah. ever. Like, I didn't even know people do that. Now, I've had some funny ones. So I talk about masculine stuff, right? Yeah. Every now and then I go, I get ones like, how dare you judge someone's gender or something like that. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> or the, another one I had, I did boxing. I did a boxing, uh, a boxing series. It did really well. I yeah. had one guy who said, yeah, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Try this on the big show. You're going to get killed. <laughs> like the big show, the, the WWF guy or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's the best comment I've ever received. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should take that and put it in like the testimonials reel. So yeah, it's like, it's like, I love this program, lost 30 pounds. Like, oh, I feel so much stronger and like capable and confident. And it's like, try this on the big show. Oh, it's so funny. People are hilarious, man. <laughs> oh, that's but great. If you lend yourself to that if you spend all your time like arguing with that and the Facebook anyway getting rid of your Facebook news feeds awesome yeah yeah well uh, I don't remember the exact do you remember the name of that app I, I yeah. can like install it and forget about it I think you just go on you try to go on facebook.com and it says oh yeah yeah um we'll link we'll link to whatever the name of the plugin is that blocks your Facebook news feed in the in the show notes for people that want it the other thing I use is one focus, the number one and then focus. It's in the, if you have a Mac, it's in the Mac store, I think. And so that allows you to use just one app. Nice. Thing and block internet, block everything. Dude, that's huge. And do you, do you set a recurring schedule for that or do you just set it like, okay, I want to shut down the computer and everything at eight for bed so then when you make, when, when an alarm goes off at eight, you just like set it or like, how do you use it? So I use it. If you're starting out, I, I try 20 minutes, then 30 minutes, then whatever. I'm talking for writing alone. So if you're writing, I'd, use, I'd start slow and then expand because you can grow your ability to focus. But if you start at 90 minutes, which I think is the, the, the max a person can focus on one thing at one time. Yeah. Uh, if you start there, you're going to pretty much set yourself up for failure. So start at 20 minutes or something small. Just focus on something, one thing for 20 minutes, get up, come back another 20 minutes. So worst case scenario, if like uh, you set it for 90 and you're toast in 10, and like you're just yeah. jonesing to get on the internet. You're not yeah, it's blocked. You can't do anything. You have to like, I don't even know if you can restart your computer and have it. But, <laughs> oh. Like, yeah, you get like an emergency text at work. Like we need this now. I'm like, you can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, new computer, on. set it up. Like in case emergency break glass type situation. I need access now. Um, all right. So one focus and then, and then blocking the Facebook newsfeed. Wh- what else helps you, helps you dial it in? Um, I, I changed from, uh, so I, I have three tasks that I do every day and I have work blocks for those tasks. Like a work block might be, so from today is 5am to 10am and that was all book stuff. 
but in that block is like uh is a work break i took teddy for a walk uh i made some eggs you know like it's one thing to focus on and then deep work is a really good book for this have you have you read deep work no i think it's cal newport yeah behind me somewhere uh and we'll link to it too that's the best book i've read about this topic like uh the book flow by that guy with a really long name yeah Um, something. yeah yeah that was good it was just hard to read it was like really uh it, it it was tough to read um deep work is like an easy read and he he basically lays out how to structure everything so you get more done and have more freedom in your day so i use that book and what i'm writing too and this is this is kind of how you've structured things which is like these three tasks every day three chunks that are just dedicated to those tasks yeah and then ideally have them related to one another so in some way they don't have to be identical but like maybe have your your three work blocks related to one another and then a two to three hour period at the end of the day where you just do a bunch of random shit like write an article do a video whatever you so was that 10 to was that 5 a.m to 10 a.m was that your three work blocks in well, one? That's, that's all book because i'm on a pretty like so that's only one of your three tasks yeah so how many hours a day are you working I'm going from five to like, so it depends on if I'm seeing, if I'm hanging out with the lady uh, yeah. later on, yeah. but I'll go from right now. I'm in like a hectic work period. So I'm like five to, to today. I have it set for seven, five to seven. Okay. So five to seven is task one. No, no, no. Five AM to 7 PM. So oh. 5 AM to 10 AM is task one, but there's work breaks in that block, right? Okay. And is it, I mean, do you keep a regimen? Is it like 25, five or something different or how do you Mine's do like 60 minutes? And then I just take a break. I do something active, take Teddy for a walk, make food and then another 60 minutes. Okay. And are you taking like, how long are these breaks? Like 10, 20 minutes for him? I, I, I do a big long walk. I really do like a 45 minute walk. Okay. But that seems to set me up for a, a 60 to 90 minute work block after that. Mm, okay. Like you can push yourself at the end of that time. Like, so growth in, in, in focus, you need to push yourself so you can focus better. Yeah. There's a, there's a point where you're just like kind of done. Right. Yeah. So work on extending that period, but don't extend it to the point where you're like just writing shit. I know for me, if I get to a point and I'm writing crap, there's no real point. Right? Just angry. You're still in front of the computer. Like, <laughs> useless. Like yep. doesn't make any sense. Just writing for the sake totally. of writing. It's not beneficial. No, not at all. You can get to the point where you're just like a zombie and you don't want to get to that point, but yeah, just beneath it. Okay. I mean, like, like a workout, you, you don't show up at the gym and you haven't worked out in a while and then you just keep going until you can't go anymore because you're probably going to be sore for a week and like maybe even injure yourself. But if you get to a spot where you feel like you want to stop, push a little bit beyond it so that your body, or in this case, your brain can recover, then you'll just keep, exp- like, it's progressive overload. Pr- yeah, the and progressive overload in weight training. Working out's a great one, because you know, you know the workout times. You've probably done workouts that, uh, uh, they're, they're different lengths, like 45 minutes, an hour and a half. Maybe yeah. the odd time, a two-hour two workout or whatever. And there's a period where your muscles feel like they're dead. There's no more pump. There's no nothing. You actually feel like you're just going through the motions. That's what you're trying to avoid. You can still feel the burn. You can have the, your muscles pumped and filled with blood, 
and it feels like a struggle, but as soon as they start feeling like dead, like you're just like uh, pushing a boulder and it's going nowhere. That's where you're, that's like the work process where you're like, uh, you reach this point where you're just like, you're just useless. It's it, And it's awareness to, to recognize that. Like we know when we're either a, what happens to me is I either go from like, cranking out a page every 10 minutes to a sentence every 10 minutes where it's just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like even if that sentence may be good, but dude, you were writing a page every 10 minutes before like 100%. recognize what's going on here and give, you know, go jump on a trampoline yeah. and, um, or take the dog for a walk. And, uh, but it like, like with, with wellness and health and nutrition, you got to have the awareness. You got to develop the awareness. Yeah, I mean, and you gotta you gotta work on extending it too. Like push it a little bit into that no go zone. Yeah. And stop. Push it a little yeah. bit into that no go zone. Get a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And uh, do you is, is meditation beneficial in all of this? I don't do meditation. For me, I need to be uh, active. I guess yeah. a walk with Teddy would be meditation for me, right? You're yeah. focused on one step after another, trying to be mindful really appreciating where I are, where I am. I got a provincial park. I'm in Canada. I got a provincial park right below me. I see deer every morning, like bobcats every now and then coyotes and stuff like that. So I like appreciate where I am. Um, and that to me is meditation. I don't, and, and the gym is meditation. I don't actively do meditation, but I've heard great things. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And are, are you intentionally, being grateful or are you just like i love where i live i'm i'm grateful for it and it happens to be like you're doing gratitude so I, my my girlfriend asked me this a month ago she's like what do you get excited about every day and i list like 50 things like <laughs> coffee fucking love waking up because then i get to have coffee you know yeah. like oh yeah. man take a teddy for a walk in the morning i love that shit going to the yeah. gym i love that stuff so i don't know what it is man i, I i've developed uh an appreciation for the little things. Cause I did not used to be like this. I used to be very like, I don't have this, so I can't be satisfied. I can't be happy, you know, but yeah. excitement has like it being excited about the little things like working. Look at what we do for work, man. It's, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> and the more it's, it's we, insane. I had, I had, I was at the beach earlier in the ocean, out in the sun in my, in my tan through shorts, getting coffee. And, and then I get to jump on a call with you and like hang out, basically talk about discipline and your new, yeah. your, your new book that helps us like dial it in and like learn. Yeah. And I'm eating some dark chocolate. This is like amazing. Dude. So now I can't, I, you also go to watch out. You can't compare yourself to anyone else. As soon as you do that, you lose. I want dark chocolate now. <laughs> Dude, I would, I would give you some. This is uh, my, my favorite one. It's, uh, it's green and blacks. I don't yeah. know if you can see it. Is there, is there organic 85%? Oh, I love that. Low sugar, but it's like amazing. So when, when, like, that's good we touched on that. If, 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 if you're comparing yourself to anyone else in any capacity, um, it kind of ruins your opportunity to be excited, to be grateful, uh, and it gets you a little down. Like you don't know their path. You don't know their journey and, and you don't know how their life really is or whatever. And if you're focusing on anyone else, but yourself, you're taking any energy away from what you're doing and you get lethargic, you get tired, you, you burn out all this stuff. But if you're staying in your own lane, 
you're going to set yourself up for a lot more success and having a lot more energy. That's discipline. So like in the book, I taught, we go through discipline in all these different ways. Like it's not just discipline of habit, right? That's one thing. But if you don't understand that you shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people that you should have, you should have clarity about what you want, that you have to understand that discipline's worth it. So the discipline to uh, see the proof in the pudding of, of, of past success stories, not believing the myth of talent, not believing the birth, birth lottery nonsense. So there's all these different forms of discipline. And if we really understand discipline, we can then catch ourselves and stay in our own lane. Dude. Yeah. It's like the discipline to recognize, am I being a hater or am I appreciating the fact that this person did some cool shit? And like that, that inspires me to want to do cool shit too. Um, Cause if you ask anybody, you're like, do you think you're going to get further being a hater or appreciating? And well, appreciating, duh. Like no one's going to be like, you'll get further being a hater. But then when we catch ourselves comparing ourselves to others or being like, oh, like I got, I got a Jeep. That dude's got a Lambo. Man, like, you know what I mean? I'd rather have the Jeep. <laughs> yeah, me too. Where <laughs> are you going to take a Lambo? Like, <laughs> yeah. On the street? Who wants Dude, to I, I mean, I, 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 love, I love my Jeep and like it's, it, it's been my dream car for a long time. And what you're saying is like just, just the discipline to notice how you're feeling and feel in a way that you know is going to serve you. Is it being yeah, so, or is it being appreciative? Okay, let's, am I appreciating right now? No, how can I? Yeah, and then another thing that we discuss is the discipline to understand what you really want versus what society is telling you to want. So yeah. my, my perfect day, my perfect life, all this stuff has evolved so much in the past two years. The Lambo's gone. Now there's a truck that I, that would be my ideal. Like the... the uh, no, I want this... Uh, it's a, it's a Dodge Ram uh, 3500, the Longhorn edition. They just like stitch the leather really nice. I did some renovations on, in my backyard and I have a 1500. So I had to, I had to borrow my buddy's dually, like a, a bigger truck to put all the, the freaking uh, gravel in the back. I'm like, I want to be self-reliant. I want a, the biggest truck I could possibly get. You know, <laughs> that's sweet, man. I want to check one of these out. Dodge Ram 3500 Longhorn. We'll see if we can yeah. bind that and we'll, we'll put it, put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right next to the talent code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So nice. Uh, so you you figure out what you really want, not like what you know what's out there that society's telling you that you want, or like what all the the ads that are popping up in your news feed or whatever are telling you to yeah. want. Like, what do you really want? If you think about having it, what would make you excited and jazz? Yeah. So, and it's it's like it's it's a tough mindset to get in. I think I'm a pretty self-aware guy, but even, I don't know if I want that thing because of an image I'm trying to portray or is it genuinely me? As you're saying this, I'm going through my mind, making some of those distinctions and I'm, I'm realizing how much, oh, I saw so, so-and-so do this in their business. I want that for my business. So-and-so has one of these and that looks pretty, pretty cool. I want that. Well, how many sick sports cars are you going to have? Or how many sick, you know, over $50,000 cars are you going to have? Pick the one you really want. It's going to give you the most joy and go after that. And what do you want from it? Do you want speed or do you want to be able to take a right, right turn anywhere you want and go off road yep. into, the hills, into the whatever? Because then the Lambo is not your thing. You want a Jeep, you want a truck, you want something else. Like, yeah. I'm a vehicles. We're talking about something very literal, but to understand what you really want from the thing, like if you want, if you, if what you really want is someone to be like, that's nice. I like that. That's not the goal. Cause that's dependent on someone else's 
affirmation. If you want it because you want something that it can give you an experience or whatever, then that's genuine. So we need more time to look inward. Thinking. Thinking's one thing that we, so we talked about how things used to be. We used to, we didn't have headphones. We didn't have like all these different distractions. We used to go out in the field, farm, come home, have dinner with the family, go to bed, do the same thing. We'd spend the whole day thinking. We don't spend time thinking anymore. Like we very rarely are, 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 and if they really align with what we want in life, who we want to become and what we want from life. So like, like thinking and really dialing into our Mm -hmm. desires is an important thing that few of us spend any time doing. And is, what's the answer? Is it, is it put your phone in airplane mode and, um, you know, unplug the TV for a little bit or for other people, for me, I have to get to the mountains. I have to like get out there and, and be in an atmosphere that I'm not going to see an ad. I'm not going to see even like an ad can be someone wearing something. You know what I mean? Someone driving something. An ad can be a commercial on TV. It can be a uh, someone else's business. Anything that like is telling you how to be. And so if you're out there and you can kind of be genuine with your own thoughts and really think about what you what you want from life, that's for me, that's what I have to do. Or And read. Read a lot. Uh, find different examples of people who've done awesome shit. Uh, rather than just being bombarded by these different images that we all want or we all think we want. I like it. I like it. So tell me about this, this book you've got coming out, the lost art of discipline. Who's it for? For everyone. Cause like, we all have goals and there's a missing gap between us and what we really want. We don't understand what we really want. A lot of the times, like it goes deep into what discipline is, what clarity is, uh, how to develop it. And it's, it's for anyone. I especially wrote it for people who are ambitious because I think we're all ambitious. We all have a calling that, that, uh, is gnawing at us and, and understanding what that is and then developing the, the routines and the habits and the thought processes to get after it. Uh, if that sounds something like something attractive to you, then you're that the book's for you. I don't, it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. I write in a little more masculine tone just cause I just how I write. Yeah. But I don't think it, it, it's not, uh, alienating anyone. Awesome, man. And you're doing, um, you're, you're hooking up listeners with, uh, uh, basically you're giving it away for free. Just, they just help out with the cost of shipping. You'll send it anywhere in the U S or international too. I got to figure that out, but I think I'll do anywhere in the world. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, so Chad lost art of discipline, helping people really go after the stuff that's going to bring them their long-term happiness and how to develop the short-term discipline willpower focus to, to implement the important things. Um, and you're giving it away for free. What's the website? Oh, the we'll URL. Put in, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll and the show notes. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll get the, uh, we'll get a link. We'll put it in the show notes, make it real easy. So, you know, biohackingsecrets.com and go to the episode and we'll have it there for you. Chad, man, it's been, uh, it's been fun hanging out. Yeah, thanks for the many <laughs> opportunities during this past like two hours we had or whatever.
This episode is brought to you by Millennial Health Systems. Millennial Health Systems engineers innovative and practical light hacking tools for enhancing energy, detoxification, boosting immune function, improving focus, accelerating recovery, and much, much more. They're the brains behind two of my favorite light biohacks I've been using for a long time now with myself and with clients, the Theralumin and the Spectrumite. The Spectrumite utilizes multiple frequency and color combinations delivered through 40 high-powered LEDs to increase mitochondrial function, the little energy powerhouses in our cells that produce ATP, boost nitric oxide production, and encourage a state of relaxed focus. It's based on NASA research, which has found this type of low-level laser therapy, abbreviated LLLT, greatly enhanced the natural wound healing process and more quickly returned patients to pre-injury and pre-illness levels of activity. It's a one-stop shop for all of your light hacking needs. I use both the Spectrumite and the Theralumin every week and consider the Theralumin a cornerstone of the programs I put together and has helped some of my clients recover from chronic fatigue and other conditions with infectious causation like Lyme's disease. The Spectrumite is controlled via Wi-Fi using a smartphone application that's both intuitive and easy to use. And the Theralumin has literally two buttons, on and off. It's very simple. You can check out both products at millennialhealthsystems.com. That's millennialhealthsystems.com. Two L's and two N's in millennial. And right now, my listeners, that's you guys, will get $100 off the Theralumin and $50 off the Spectrumite. Just mention the code biohacks to get that discount. 